Good morning, everyone, and welcome again to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Dr. Rosalind Clark, and it's been 115 days since we came back on the air. I'm joined today by Jennifer Long and a very excited Agnes Drew. Yes, Agnes, I haven't seen you this keyed up in a while. What's so exciting? Then why did you ask me to come over this morning? We have a surprise for you. Oh, I love surprises. What is it? Is it in that bag? Here. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Where did you find all these? We haven't had snack chips in months. We raided the vending machine in the Marine Science Building yesterday. We couldn't believe we hadn't thought of it before, but we're also really glad we hadn't because now we have this great treat. We thought the kids might enjoy them. I'm sure they will. Thank you for thinking of us. How could we not? You've done so much for us in terms of keeping an eye on the zombie situation, bailing us out when Max does stupid things sometimes, like when he tried that sleep experiment the other week, and honestly, just being there. Just knowing that you and your family are over there is comforting to us. I appreciate you saying that. It helps us to know that you're over here. And, listeners, it's good to know that you're all out there as well. I think... One of the hardest things to go through is loneliness. We're all very lucky that we weren't alone when the outbreak happened. I had my family, of course, and you all just happened to be here together. But there are so many people who might have been all by themselves for all kinds of reasons. Maybe they'd had a fight with someone they loved and had stormed out. Maybe they were estranged from their family. Maybe, maybe a lot of things. I think about this a lot. Going through all of the loss we've all endured is enough for anyone to have to cope with. Having to do it by yourself? I just can't even imagine. Asking people to take care of each other was something you mentioned when we first met you. Do you remember? I do, actually. It's an important part of who I am. It's an important part of who everybody is. Or at least ought to be. Well, yes, but that's not really what I meant. I hadn't intended on telling this story when I came over here today, or possibly ever, really, but I suppose now's as good a time as any. When I was younger, about 12, I had a cousin, Carol, and we were so close. We were practically like sisters, and we played together all the time. She only lived a few miles away, and we would ride our bikes to see each other almost every day. But then her dad got a new job, and they decided to move to the other side of town, about an hour's drive away. And at first we called each other on the phone and begged our parents to take us to see each other, but the phone isn't a great substitute, and our parents would take us sometimes, but the drive was more than they wanted to do, even on the weekends. And then we both started getting involved in after-school activities, and those friends were nice, but they weren't my cousin. I missed her so much, and it really frustrated me that we couldn't hang out like we used to. One day, while we were on the phone, we got into an argument. That call had taken some effort to set up. Our schedules weren't meshing, and a couple of times I thought we'd had everything arranged, and she either forgot or had something come up last minute, and I would call and it would ring for a while before going to voicemail. And those times really hurt because it made me feel like I wasn't as much of a priority in her life as she said I was. The argument was petty and stupid, and I don't even remember it now, but I remember when we hung up that I decided I didn't care if I ever heard from her again. I didn't have the energy to chase her down. I still missed what we'd had, and I knew we'd never get it back, 
and having to spend so much effort trying and only achieving a shadow of what it was just made the loss hurt more. We didn't hate each other. We just kind of retreated into a kind of status quo. When our parents did decide to visit, we would hang out, but it wasn't like it was. And when we would leave to go back home, there wasn't any plan to do it again soon. We went from close friends to acquaintance, and it hurt. But not as much as it would later. What happened? When we were both 17, she started dating this guy. I didn't notice it at the time, but it was an abusive relationship. And one night, he was high on something and flew into a rage and and he killed her. Oh my god. <gasps> no. I know in my heart that there was nothing I could have done. But there is a part of me that still to this day feels as though if I'd been there for her I could have saved her. That I could have pointed out the warning signs, the ones that were oh so clear after it was too late. That I could have made her feel good enough about herself to choose someone who valued her instead of using her to make himself feel powerful. And even though we hadn't been talking as much as we used to, when she was gone, I felt so lonely. And that's why taking care of others is so important to you? Yes. It's so important that we not take each other for granted. Friends, family, even strangers... Everyone is fighting their own battle, and doing it by yourself is so hard. Don't make other people fight by themselves. If we all lift each other up, the world gets so much lighter. Thank you for sharing that with us, Jennifer. I'm sorry about Carol. Thanks. Like I said, I know it wasn't really my fault, but I still honor her memory by doing as much as I can for others. That's why I love the fact that this broadcast is so important to all of you. Speaking of the broadcast, I hate to be that person, but we need to wrap it up for today. I understand. Thank you both for letting me have this time. Of course. For Jennifer Long and Agnes Drew, I'm Dr. Rosalind Clark, and this has been Mercury, a broadcast of hope. We'll be back tomorrow. Now more than ever, take care of each other.